The Holy Gospel according to St. John, chapter 3. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. And Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. And Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, You must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it. But you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. And so it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. And Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered him, You, a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, We speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, and whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Let us pray. Lord God, we are in this season of Pentecost, and we celebrate this Holy Trinity. Be with us in spirit and in Son and in God the Father. Amen. So one of the things about preaching on Holy Trinity Sunday is does the pastor address how the Trinity works or does the pastor just ignore it? Trying to talk about the Trinity is way too hard for my little brain. So I'm going to sort of ignore it, but not really. You'll hear some parts in there. So what do we do then with this Romans text? Heirs of the kingdom. I think we have to remember Martin Luther's small catechism. With these words, God wants to attract us so that we come to believe that he is truly our father and we are truly his children 
in order that we may ask of him boldly and with complete confidence, just as loving children ask their loving father. So the first point of Holy Trinity Sunday is we have a loving relationship with the Father. Actually, I just said that backwards. The Father has a loving relationship with us and makes us children. So in our text today, it really encompasses the season of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit transforms and empowers believers so they can experience the living God. And then Paul tells us the children of God are those who live by the Spirit, and the children of God follow the Holy Spirit's direction instead of following human desires. And then Paul tells us, Our relationship with God is like an adopted child. Adoption brings radical change. He tells us, referring to what's happening in the days of Rome, that if you are adopted as a child, your social position changes, the old life goes away, and you gain the power of the Father and coming under the Father's authority. So Paul wants us to know that our unity with God brings us as heirs with God, and we receive all that God can give. Back to the Trinity. God is so full of love that he shares in and through relationships. God created the cosmos and humanity to have more to love. The Trinity tells us from the very beginning of time, the power of love is the power of God's identity and can be captured only dimly when we see it by thinking what love is and when we share it. So God is essential. He gives and receives and shares love. And it spills out into that whole universe, and then God invites us to be part of that universe. How does this happen? First of all, it happens in creation, and then it happens in God's covenants that he makes, and then it happens in the sending of God's Son in word and deed to show us how much God loves us, and then it happens, and now it happens, as the Spirit bears witness to God's love for us and creation. Part of that Holy Trinity is the Holy Spirit. And that Spirit calls us as individual believers to be part of the divine family. He talked about that a lot. Jesus did. And he even gives us an example of how much love there is 
when the God of the galaxies and the universes, he invites us to say, Abba, Father, Daddy, Father. We wouldn't do that to anyone of authority that has power. But yet, we are invited to the God of the universe to walk up in prayer and say, Hello, Daddy. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit works in the quiet way most of the time. The Spirit makes us children of God. The Spirit takes us and intertwines us with God so that we understand God as Father or as Daddy or as the one who loves us, who is the one who makes us heirs, who brings us by the power of the Holy Spirit to share in what Jesus has given us, peace, life, righteousness. That's God's gifts to us. The Holy Spirit doesn't draw attention to self, but rather pulls us into a relationship with Jesus, builds our faith, and that Spirit is so busy all the time. We attempt to be faithful and we stumble. And yet God is at work in the Holy Spirit, overcoming our desires to be in control when that's not our calling. When we seek comfort, that Holy Spirit reminds us of Christ seeking the lost sheep, forgiving a, the betrayer like Peter. And when we need con- correction, that Holy Spirit calls us to let go of things that we would claim important. Love of money, the need for forgiveness, to love those we classify as enemies. That spirit calls us to be with and in where people are in pain. That's the work of the spirit. That's the work of faith. That's where we find the evidence of God's working. Left to our own desires, we wander from the truth and life. But the Spirit has other plans. The Spirit continually reaches out to embrace us, to encourage us, to be faithful to the triune God. Third article of the Creed. Everybody got it? I believe that my own understanding and strength, I cannot believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him. But instead, the Holy Spirit calls me through the gospel, enlightens me with his gifts, made me holy, and kept me in the true faith. That's the work of the Spirit. That's where we touch God. 
and most assuredly where God touches us. Paul tells us, life, not death, is the gift from God. Paul warns us in this verse and in others, if we live according to the flesh, we die. But if we let the Spirit put to death the deeds of the body, we will live. The resurrection promised not just for Jesus, but for all of us. And the hope is that no matter how dead we are in sin, the power of God can bring us to the fullness of life. God's power is given to the church for those people who gather together in faith. Those people who come together on a weekend that many people see as a play weekend to worship. Why? Because we, the faithful, are dealing with death-dealing forces in our lives. Sometimes we come to church weighed down by thoughts and feelings and circumstances that just mean death in our life. And sometimes we come filled with the Spirit and with power and with life. Either way, we gather as the community of faith. We gather as adopted children of God. We gather to let that Spirit work. That Spirit leads us. That Spirit calls us to witness. That Spirit lets us say, Abba, Father. That Spirit dwells within us. That Spirit intercedes when words fail, with sighs too deep for words. 826, Romans. It's my favorite verse. It's the same Spirit that the love of God is poured into our hearts. Do you know someone who has adopted a child? Do you understand how much love is given in that action? How much energy it takes to be family? God does that for us. That's the good news. We are adopted by God. We share this family together. And we have a promise. We are joint heirs with Christ. Christ suffered. Christ is glorified. We suffer. We are glorified with Christ. We are given resurrection life like Christ. Glory happens to us as God's Son, and we belong God's children. Paul talks a lot about death and life, 
flesh and spirit, slavery and adoption. He's talking about us. We live in those tensions between those words. We come and we share in those death-life moments. We belong to a God of love, and this God asks us to love one another. Let us continue to learn love. Amen.